Hello, hello. Crown for Success motivates and mentors women to reach their highest potential in business and mindset mastery. The Girl Gang Confidential, where we are the fastest growing network for soulful, ambitious boss ladies on social media. So let's get into it. Hey, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Look at you. Amazing technology. I love technology. I was just telling my dad that the other day. (laughs) How are you, Mandy? Oh my God, I'm I'm moving. I'm making some moves. So we getting there. Taking my little wins and my little losses and learning my lessons. You know how it goes. Just <laughs> trying though. We getting there. I think for me, I still don't even realize how real it be sometimes, Cheryl. And that'd be the crazy part that I really have to wake up and I count my blessings for sure. It's been it's been trying, but it's been damn worth it. What were you saying about Gary Vee? Oh, the branding part. Yeah, you know what? It was funny. Redman was telling me that the other day. It was like, man, we don't make money off of one avenue. He said, that's just where you started at to pull your little clout. He said, now we got to figure out where exactly you fit in that city, you know, and the more you contribute to that city, the more you put out, the more people know you, the more you love, the easier it's going to be for them folks at the radio station to not overlook you when it's time for something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I have my moments and I just got to completely regroup and be like, okay, you've got a lot farther than most people have. So, right. You know, one of the things that I love looking from afar and noticing about you is how you and the ladies come together. It seems like a real sisterhood. I love it. You know what? There's, there's way more fellas in this industry, in this city, of course, and probably most cities than there is women. But I will say that all of the women that I have come across here in Denver in their own respective lanes are doing it big, you know? And I feel like coming up, I had people like you, I had people that actually believed in what I was doing and made it their point to try to push. So even if it's the click of a button and a share, they know I always show up and support all the events. Like that's how I was able to get Denver to show me some love because I put my time in, so I made sure I, I made it out and supported, and now I guess I'm going to get that back, so I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. How do you think about on-air personality and DJ for females? Not in Denver only, but as a whole. It's what are your thoughts on it? It's a hard field. Um, not impossible. How do I feel about it? I feel like there may be a lack of women in the industry, but I'm super happy that the women that are pushing and grinding in it are women that are making, you know, moves. Everyone from, you know, Angela Yee, she expanded outside of the radio and was able to open a juice bar in yeah. Brooklyn, you know, to promote healthier living. And, you know, Angie Martinez, the voice of New York's my my complete idol. And she's been able to reach out to so many different avenues and, and just just contribute you know so I feel for women we have to go 10 times as hard as the men do and um even with that being said I don't I don't I'm not bitter over it I just I work harder and I appreciate when all of that success is being recognized by those fellas I really like Angela Yee's Instagram page shout out to Angela Yee Yes, definitely. Because she moves quietly. 
But if you research and you're not in the game like you, so you're in the game. And when you research, it's just so much content that's out there regarding the things that she does with business and investing and a lot of collaborations. And I know that collaborations are where it's at. And that's what I thought about the first time I saw something with you and the ladies about the lounge. And then I saw something with you guys doing stuff in the city to support other artists. And then I saw you, I think in the newspaper and I just love it. <laughs> Did I see that you are not only a graduate with your bachelor's in communications related, but you're getting a, another degree as well? I didn't do a traditional college. You know what? Yeah. I went a different route. Yes. Um, when I came back from Europe, I left the government system, as you know. I did HR for many, many, many years. The pay was excellent. It was beautiful to live in Europe. My children were all born there. I experienced life, and I don't regret any portion of it because for me, without those experiences, I don't feel like I would have been as seasoned as I feel now to be able to come in and speak on different countries and different viewpoints and music in general, you know, music, that's, that's a universal thing. Um, with college, the way I did this, um, I started with an internship. I started with an internship at um, the Armed Forces Network in Germany. They, it was just as simple as me showing up and saying, you know what, I want to learn something new. I know that you probably dedicate programs like this more or less so to the students, but I kind of, I kind of think that this is something I might be pretty good at, you know. So thankfully, um, there was no issues. They allowed me to come in. I, I would go in daily, so I would work from six to three in the afternoon, get off at three by three thirty, be at that internship, stay there till seven o'clock, do the entertainment pieces, help out, you know, with anything the station needed. You always got to be an asset, and with them, I just, I learned so much that I just knew that I couldn't go back to, to the government. So um, I relocated with my family back to the United States and I put a lot of thought into it. It was a hard decision. You know, I let go of a lot of stability and a lot of money and um, a 15 year career, you know, that people would be like, well, you're halfway done. Why would you waste your time? I said, well, it didn't make me happy anymore. You know, it served its purpose, you know, for sure. But um, when I got back here, I had to learn it from scratch, you know? So mm -hmm. I started working for a local radio station. I was down in Colorado Springs for a while. Um, grateful to have that opportunity. I did middays there on the ladies' lounge, as you had mentioned. We were in the newspapers. It was, it was cool, but I just knew that I was more bred for a bigger city. You know, being from Brooklyn, I didn't feel at home unless there was the hustle and bustle of everything around me. So... I decided to go back to school. You know, the reason I did that is because when I started looking at the stations here in Denver, it was a whole nother ball game. You know, your, your competition was a thousand times more. You had every other person that went to school, went and did communications, went and did this. Maybe there were fixtures in the city, had different avenues here. And it was a little bit intimidating, but I never gave up, you know? So I went and met with the program directors from both of the hip hop stations because I'd already decided that if it wasn't hip hop, I probably wasn't gonna wasn't gonna do it here in that capacity. But like I said, I've been blessed. Um, the my current program director, Victor Starr, salute to Victor Starr. He sat with me, and it was so funny because my first air check, it sounded like somebody in high school put it together. <laughs> you know, 
I was not not even close to being educated with how to, you know, put something like different clips of, of your shows and everything t together to make it sound professional. And with all due respect, he looked at me, he smiled, and he said, it has the feel of a college station. <laughs> so when you've groomed yourself a little bit more, you know, come back and see us. And a lot of people would have took that as, um, he said, no, and there's no other stations, and I can't. And to me, I took that as, okay, Victor Starr said it sounds like a college station, so I guess I might want to take my butt back to college and figure this out. And um, and I did. I did. I went to, I actually went and did not a communications. I didn't want to do a four-year degree because time is of the essence in, um, in a call it a career like this so um I did a school that specialized basically in media so I went and I didn't only learn radio I learned radio I learned video I learned audio I learned editing I learned how to speak in front of people I learned how to put together a proper air check I learned how everything was supposed to sound and um during that time I interned with a different radio station also hip-hop so I was very blessed I, I worked promotions Again, you have to pay your dues. And um, unfortunately, there was no slots open on that side, but I gave Mr. Victor Starr a call again, and this time he thought I was ready for it. So he picked me up, and now I do weekends and fill in for um, KS1075 here in Denver. It's the city's top hip-hop station. I'm extremely proud and just working at getting better at it every day because it's still pretty new to me. So I love that you followed up after having that initial feedback. Absolutely. I love that you thought it through. And for you, your action plan was different than the traditional and most effective. I just love that. It worked. I was nervous, you know, because a lot of people, it is intimidating. You know, you have people that are a lot younger than you first. And that's the biggest thing. You know, a lot of people ask, you're a little bit older. And I was like, I'm a little bit older, but I feel like being a little bit older made me a little bit more seasoned. You know, if this was something that I was trying to pursue coming out of high school, I probably would have did a four-year communications degree program. So I would have had that experience, just the college part of it, because I'm all about experiences. You know, we're here to experience things. But you know what I like about the program that you described? No matter what four-year traditional program we would have gone through, there's this whole year or more of the core classes. And so if you set that aside, exactly what it was. I just love that you were able to just get into it because of your life experiences and your um, experience with AFN in Europe. I love that. So did your family come out for your program graduation? Germany. My parents still live in Germany, so they weren't able to make it, but my children were present. And for me, that was probably the most important group of individuals that needed to be there. You know, I think that for me, people always thought I was um, a little, what's the word, eccentric. And maybe because I wasn't um, cookie cutter, you know, material, I wouldn't have made it, you know? Yes. And yes. to prove to my children that not only could you put your head to something, put your mind to something and, and accomplish it, I did it with three children in tow. I did it after a 15 year career, I did it over the age of 30, you know, when a lot of people 
would say, oh, no, you're already set in your ways. It's never too late, ever. And Mandy, you did the 5 p.m. to 9-ish after your 9 to 5. Absolutely. And mm. I did that for almost two years. So I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, see, they see people that are having little bits of success. And I was like, you don't see what came behind it. You know, I was like, this was 13, 14 hour days for me, you know, and it was every day. When I moved to, to Colorado, it was, um, the school was in Denver and I lived in a whole nother city. So every day I commuted an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half in the afternoon from Colorado Springs where I was living at at the time to Denver every day, basically Monday through Saturday, Monday through Friday was classes, Monday through Friday was um, my internship, I had those, but I still had a family at home. So mm -hmm. balance, I had to learn a lot of balance. Believe me, it came with sweat, blood and tears, but at the end it paid off, so. But I'm serious, I see you over here paying off debts, working out, getting your education, taking care of your children, going to your events. <laughs> it's balance. You need to teach some time management courses. Oh my God. You know what? I don't even, I don't even know if I manage time. Most of the time, I don't know if I'm coming or I'm going, but yeah. you know what? As long as I'm in the bustle of it, I wake up every day and I'm, I, I thank God. I'm, I'm like, you know what? I could have just kept the same path I was and I probably wouldn't have been too happy and my children would have grown up thinking that you have to do what you have to do, not what you want to do. This is what I wanted to do. You know? Oh, I wanted to ask you something about your um, on-air radio personality, your station. So what does the staff consist of when I look and hear you? So I see you and I hear you. What else is going on in the room with the, the program or the show? What's going on in there? Okay. Um, usually we're in there by ourselves. You know, so basically the room consists of a board, um, our monitors that show us when our breaks are coming up, what songs are going on. We have a, a computer over to the side to where I could look up current events, what's going on. I show prep before I come to work every day. I still do it the good old fashioned way on pen and paper. I take mm -hmm. notebook cards. I yeah. sit down and I go through basically come on the weekend. So. I have a whole week of material that, you know, I could work with. So by the time I get on there, I've already been preparing for, you know, those two, three, four hours, you know, for two, three, four hours prior to that. Yes. Um, I love it. It's, it's just, it's peace. It's peaceful. You know, how some people mm -hmm. find peace running or some people find peace at the gym. Music was always my peace, you know, mm -hmm. so to be able to go into work and know that it's with something that brings you some peace. It's, it's unmatched, it's, unmatched. <laughs> it's still a work in progress like I said it's um still very new to me I've only been doing radio for about four years now starting from AFN to this point but again I've worked um for three different stations I've interned for two other ones um yeah just I keep putting that work in mm -hmm. I feel like I found a home for now and been nothing but love, and they're grooming me, so wonderful. We'll get to that full time slot, and hey, but for now, I'm happy. They know that you're an asset. I just love it. <laughs> you gotta be an 
asset. You you have to want to be an asset, you know. So that's where um, I've been on air with KS 107.5 here in Denver since September. Mm-hmm. And we're pushing April. And now I'm getting into the part of, okay, you did all of this backwards. I, you know, as funny as that may sound, it worked for me, but it went backwards. You know, I didn't yeah. But you know what I love about that? You've heard of Gary Vaynerchuk's re-engineer it? Okay, so what's your end game? And now work backwards. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it right without even... You're, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it was funny because that's how it was for me. You know, most people traditionally in this career path... Um, they go to college. Most people do go for a communications degree. They're there for four years. Uh, they do go to the radio station. They intern. Um, and then that's when they start looking for usually smaller markets to start in because you have to gain that experience. Um, I was blessed. I was dealt a hand. I was dealt a hand. And I like that I'm in the city where I'm at because I'm different. So it brings that unique you know, to Denver. So in terms of your audience, men, women, a mix, what would you say about your following? Oh, our demographics. Girl, we get everything. I get calls everywhere from 15, 16-year-olds all the way to 50, 60-something-year-olds that like to stay in the loop. You know, hip-hop, there's only two hip-hop stations here in the city. So again, highly blessed and highly honored and uh, gratefully, I'm working for the Heritage Station, so they've been a fixture in the city for a very long time. Um, my program director once told me, he was like, I don't want to make you nervous, but just so you know, at any point in time, you're talking to over 2.4 million. That was my next question. You answered it. <laughs> <laughs> so over 2.4 million people at any given time, at any point of the day, is massive, you know, and at first it was a little bit intimidating, but... It's, it's like riding a bike, you know, you just keep going, you keep going. And every weekend that I'm on, I'm feeling a little bit better. So, um, yeah. I That's amazing. It's, it's nice. I can't, I can't complain at all. Hmm. So in terms of the market and the 2.4 million, how many other countries? Oh, we have an app. So I get calls from all around. Global. The Okay. Uh, Colorado is a big military state. There's numerous Air Force bases and Army bases here in the state. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people that are stationed here that have been listening to the station just locally in the city, they moved to Europe, they moved to Korea, they moved to Japan, they moved to China, they moved to New York, they moved wherever. But, um, you know, they create, you kind of create a relationship. You get used to hearing somebody. And like me, I still listen to Angie Martinez back at home on a regular basis. Yes. Yes. What about the Breakfast Club? Do you listen to Charlemagne the God and Angelique? All the time. And I have a funny story about Charlemagne. I'll tell you that one in a minute. But that is probably my absolute favorite show. I like how they marketed it, the Breakfast Club. Um, I was actually blessed enough to listen to their first episode and probably every every episode, for the most part, um, of after. And I watched them build that brand. You know, they took it from just you know, radio is usually, you know, you think of radio, you can't see who that is. You know, radio has been around way longer than anything else. So you were just kind of used to hearing that voice and you didn't usually put a face with that voice, you know? And it's interesting. It's always, even for me being a radio personality, 
when I meet other personalities and I hear the voice, sometimes I wouldn't have matched it to that person. And I think that is super incredible. We're like chameleons. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty dope. Definitely one of my top five favorite hosts. I like him because he wasn't afraid to be himself. I read his book because of you. I read both. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The first book because first of you. Book, you got to check out the second one. I will. Talking more about anxiety and just how to handle the stress. This industry, it, it could eat you alive if you let it. So you have to be really grounded in your faith and just know who you're dealing with. Um, Charlemagne is a whole mood. I actually had the pleasure of meeting him one time in London. Once in London, um, he had just started his podcast with Andrew Schultz, and that was The Brilliant Idiot. And they were doing a tour. And they had started touring venues in the United States. They were doing colleges. They were doing, you know, I think they were just getting a feel for it. Because usually podcasts, you don't think of podcasts as touring. You think of podcasts as, you know, I have my equipment here at home. I got my headphones. Here's my board. Let me pick some topics. We'll sit down, talk about it. We'll release it on all the major platforms. Um, Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz took their, Schultz took their, um, their podcast to another level and it's almost like superstardom and I was blessed enough to still be in Europe when they did a leg of that tour in London it was actually their first overseas um tour and I didn't have tickets uh they were sold out I found out about it last minute as I find out about a lot of things and <laughs> in my head I could not be there yeah so, um, I hopped on a flight to London I have a friend of mine, she lives out there. So I stayed there. I'd never been to London. That was my first time. So there was so many emotions in that. And when it was time for the day of the podcast, um, I made my way to the venue to see if there was any tickets, if anybody was selling outside. Because where there's a will, there's a way. And I kind of stood around outside for a while with my friend. And it was so funny because poor girl, her arm was broken. It was kind of chilly. And we were out there. And I really had it stuck in my head that I had to be here. And I wanted to witness exactly what it was that they were doing for the future. If that was something that I wanted to venture off to, at least I had a blueprint. Um, I think the security guards got, got sad seeing me standing around there for a <laughs> Sold out. There was no tickets. There was nobody selling their tickets. The line was around the block. And um, I don't give up faith. You know, that's one thing about me. The word quit is not in my vocabulary. It never has been. And it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the exception. So I waited around a little longer. And I actually um, was invited in by mm. the, I guess, the, the promoters. There's mm -hmm. a foreign strange girl from New York, <laughs> not a, a UK, you know, a British accent, standing yes. outside, uh -huh. and she was determined to come and witness the show. And it was funny, they let me in early. They let me in before the whole crowd went in. And I told them, I was like, hey, I'm studying radio. You know, I'm a super big fan of this podcast, Charlamagne and Andrew. I'm super excited. I flew all the way from, from Germany. No tickets, no nothing. I just wanted to be here. And um, in having that conversation with, uh, I don't remember who was guard or one of the promoters um there was a gentleman there you know older gentleman completely looked out of place doesn't look like it would have been his crowd but um struck up a conversation with me and wanted to hear more about what i was doing and i explained to him that you know i want to be uh on air radio personality and i'm reading the books and i'm doing my internship and i'm just just figuring this out 
and that gentleman turned out to be Andrew Schultz's uncle. So he was there to watch his nephew do his first massive podcast, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the United States. And they mm-hmm. invited me up to the, the box suite. You know, imagine going from no tickets to sitting at the box suite, the box suite and watching the show from like a historic London, you know, British balcony and Andrew and, 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 and Charlemagne did their thing. It was a freaking dope podcast. It was being aired. And I got to ask them the last question of the night, which I was so grateful for. And at the end, there was a meet and greet. And um, they were teasing me when I asked the question. They immediately recognized that I wasn't from around there. And um, they're like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Brooklyn. And Andrew's also from Brooklyn. He said, of course you are. You know, <laughs> so it was a whole connection clear across the world. You know, it was so right. Crazy. They had a meet and greet after, and I walked down to the meet and greet, and I was able to take pictures, and I, I had two seconds to speak to Charlemagne, and I told him, I said, I'm a big fan, Charlemagne, and I've watched your career progress through you being fired, through you going through six different stations. I've read your books. You know, I was like, it's definitely super um, humbling to even be here standing with you, and I let him know. I said, I'm, I'm looking to be an on-air personality. I'm studying this. And, and I told him, he was like, that's awesome. You know, you got to keep working out. I'm glad you flew out. And I told him, I said, but I wanted to tell you that the next time that you and I cross paths, I will be on the radio. And he loved that. He had a good laugh. And he was like, you know what? I hope that that is true. You know? And guess what? The next time I cross paths with Charlemagne the God, I am on the radio. So I'll be able to tell him. I met you once in London and I told you the last time that the next time that we meet, we meet under these types of circumstances. And, you know, three years later, it's the circumstances. And I know he'll remember. And there's the clip on YouTube. There is a clip on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's little things like that. Uh, I was able to meet Angie Martinez. She actually did the, um, the book signing for Prodigy from, Mob Deep that passed away shortly after um, that interview, he had released a book and I, I happened to be home in New York, you know? So I kind of wandered down to the Barnes Noble and I was able to sit and just watch my idol do her thing. Mm-hmm. Made me so proud, you know? And again, I got to ask her questions and introduce myself and mm-hmm. I knew Prodigy and um, I know Prodigy and Habit from touring in, in Germany. So it was nice to see him again. and. You know, I'm glad at least I saw him in that, you know, in that type of platform before he passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, the blessings keep coming. You know? A wonderful journey. And it continues. It's <laughs> what I tell everybody. A lot of people are like, aren't, aren't you frustrated that you're not on air full time yet? And I said, no, not at all. Aren't you frustrated that you're not, the names aren't in the market? I was like, I don't care about none of that. I was like, this was never a money thing about me. This wasn't a status thing. This wasn't a popularity contest. This was literally um, a coworker that was at Dodge with me, uh, Chavez. Chavez Jones, salute Chavez, because I always give him his props where he's due. And he was just tired of seeing me miserable. Mm-hmm. Out, you know, it was my coworker. He had to listen to it. He's like a mm-hmm. worker. <laughs> <laughs> one day Travis just asked me he was like Manji if there was anything that that you could do in life that money wasn't a factor that time wasn't a factor talk about it talk about it what would it be 
laughed, you know, because he was doing, he's all in the van and, you know, me, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a realist. And I was like, I don't care the reality of the situation. I hate this damn job and I'm not happy. And he's like, well, then what will make you happy? And I was like, honestly, in my verbatim, my response was, I would listen to music all day and talk shit on the radio. Pardon <laughs> my French. And he laughed. He was like, so why don't you? And I just made excuses. Well, I got the kids and I have this career and I don't have time and I work till this time and I'm up at this time. And, you know, as the weeks went by, I was more and more unhappy just with everything. And his voice was in my head. <laughs> Why don't you go do it? Why don't you go do it? And I was like, you know what? Let me prove to myself that maybe I'm wrong. And I was, I absolutely was wrong. You know, I was able to get up and walk away from a, a life that didn't make me happy no more. Did it cost me? Absolutely. It cost me a lot. It cost me relationships. It cost me money. It cost me time. But um, I don't regret any piece of it. Every and other. have you been in contact with him since you relocated to Denver? Absolutely. I just talked to Travis last week and told him, again, I'm so grateful that you took those two minutes out of your day to, to kind of put that into perspective in my mind. Because if not, I'd probably still... I mean, I would have been successful. You know, I would have moved up in the ranks. The money would have been good. I still probably would have been in Europe. We would have traveled. Life would have went on, but it would have went on as I know knew it, and I wasn't happy with that. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I yeah, love it so much. <laughs> it's all love. I still talk to him to this day. You know, I've been, I've been blessed with some really good friends, really good people. Where is he living right now, stateside or elsewhere? He's still in Germany. He's okay. Uh, he's been promoted twice since I left there, you know, because that's his passion. Yes. He was able to do that. And when I talked to him this last week, it was interesting because it was almost reversed. You know, now it was him saying, I don't know if I, I was like, I'm going to tell you like you told me four years ago. If it doesn't make you happy, you know, find something that does. So hopefully you will. Well, I really appreciate your taking the time before your fashion show today to speak with us. Absolutely. I had to make time for you, Cheryl. So where can the people find you online and so inspiration too. I love that you're a published author. That is so dope to me. Like when I saw that, the biggest smile crept along my face because I knew that helping people was your passion you know in whatever capacity and you're a great mentor a great coach and to anybody that's that's listening um cheryl she'll put some things into perspective she knows me i'm hard-headed as as all day so she's had her, her bits of fights and not fights but you know discussions with me but i promise once it got through it got through and it was definitely worth it thank you for that Thank you for that. I'm just so glad for the small part that I've had in your journey. I love, 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 love watching you fulfill all that you were meant to be. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. Uh, and I can just imagine your little ones. You know what? They're proud. I think they're proud. I think mm -hmm. they don't understand it all yet. For example, like you said, I'm hosting um, my first show here in the state of Colorado, actually. Mm -hmm. I've been here for two years, and that was something that I hadn't wanted to pursue yet because I was still working on perfecting my craft radio-wise. Yes. I'm still working on perfecting my craft radio-wise mm -hmm. because I think people that have been in that industry for 20 years have to, you know, you have to always keep up with what's new and, you know, just find what works for you. Mm -hmm. The fashion show, there's a whole other realm, so 
we're about to go experience this today and see how this whole this stuff goes. And I'm super excited. I'm humbled that, you know, people in the city are reaching out to me for hosting events and um, just situations. You know, I've been asked to speak at a women's uh, empowerment event, you know, to kind of explain how I went from point A to point B. I'm super excited about that. I believe that's coming up uh, either April, May. So I'm looking forward to, to speaking to a lot of young ladies that may not know exactly where they want to go mm-hmm. in this point. And especially for my children, I have two little girls and my son. Um, you have to be the example, you know, and unfortunately in the world that we live in, it's tough. You know, mm-hmm. with my kids, um, I'm the same way that I would have wanted it to be with me. What do you love? You know, my daughter, the oldest, she's looking to go to UCLA. Yes. For um, a career in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Babel doesn't fall too far from the tree. They've all pretty much chosen um, situations where it would be kind of public. Um, I think that's exciting. My son, he wants to be a YouTuber. I know that's crazy, but he's a gamer and he's really good. That is not crazy. <laughs> Wanting him all the equipment, I told him, you know, we'll get it set up, and that way he can start streaming his games and you know participating in the realm. I remember you mentioned that when we were in Germany, but at that time you thought he was too young. He was okay. He's eleven now, and um, he hasn't started his channel or anything yet. I think he's just figuring out kind of how he wants to do that. But what he yes. comes and asks. I would be more than happy to sit down and kind of guide him through that. But it's funny. And then my baby, she's a baby still. She's all over the place, but she's artistic, you know, so she wants to go with art. I'm with it. If she wants, she's musical, you know, she wants to go with musical. I'm with it. You know, I'm glad that um, I was able to raise them and let them know that no dreams ever too small. No dreams. Your daughter that's into music, weren't the two of you doing a vignette recently to music? Just the two of you in a room? My oldest, that's the actress. My okay. Good. <laughs> um, it's so funny because, like I, like you said, like Gary said, you know, I think for me it all happened backwards. You know, most people go to college, graduate college, get an internship, get a career. You know, in this industry, it's hard to have a family because it's a lot of moving around. It's a lot of moving around. You know, it's late hours. Like I, I don't get off work most evenings till two, three o'clock in the morning. You know. Um, when there's events, you know, I might have two, three events in a day. I might have to show up and support two, three other events in a day. And I always make it my point to do so. So the city knows she's here for y'all, you know, she's yes. and I need them to be there with me too. Right. Um, so in doing it backwards, I had all my children young, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't know how you manage. I was like, well, number one, I've been blessed with some really chill kids. Like, I don't have any issues out of my children. Mm-hmm. There's no situation where I'm ever, you know, constantly worried, like, oh, if, are they in trouble? Are they doing this? You know, for the most part, um, they're the complete opposite of me. Pretty <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> so with them, I'm glad that I did do it backwards, like Gary said. I set that goal, and I went backwards because my oldest is, um, she'll be a senior in high school this year, so... I don't have to worry about not having somebody to keep an eye on the younger ones. The youngest is 10, so everybody basically keeps an eye on themselves. But you you still want somebody responsible there. And they've allowed me, they've allowed me to. I'll say that they have allowed me to do this, my children. 
I love that movement means you're not stopping. So fine, you take three steps back, take a step forward, and as long as you don't stop the movement, you can keep on going down that road. I love that. Nipsey said it best. Nipsey said it best. It's a marathon, you know, and that's honestly even before his, his untimely death this week that has shook the whole industry to our core. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've cried over that this week just because mm -hmm. it's me. Yes. It's us, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he said it best. It's a marathon. Right. You know, you got a lot of people that sprint. They want to sprint. Mm -hmm. They want to. I have to do this now. I have to be on air right now. I have. That's why I, when I, when people ask me, you're not mad. I said, mad at what? I'm happy to even have the opportunity. Right. Like cause last year when I came, I didn't get that opportunity, but I made sure that I kept working until mm -hmm. I, you know, I could come back and do so. So, like Nipsey said, you know, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. The hustle continues. That's awesome. It is really awesome. I thank you for speaking with me today. I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad to be able to to sit on your your um platform. My little platform. Maybe encourage people just you there's never enough. That's why we're doing it. Exactly. And mm -hmm. that's why that's one of the biggest things for me, you know, I was like I had that encouragement. Yes. And if it wasn't the same field. But it was the same motion. Like you said, it was forward motion. Yeah, this is going to speak to someone and um, hopefully inspire them. You've inspired, you've inspired me today. Just know that. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. You inspired oh, me. Oh, my God. Let me have everybody follow my journey. I'm at juicy underscore reverie, R-E-V-E-R-I-E -E -E on Instagram. Um, Manji, um, Manji Reverie on Facebook. Manji spell M-A-N-G-E. Dash Y E E. I know a lot of people see the name and get a little bit twisted, but it's Manji, like Jumanji. So yeah. for sure, just definitely follow my girl Cheryl. She she's always doing something big, something positive. So and then tell the people about your app, please. The app, oh, absolutely. The radio.com app. We cannot plug that. Um, my radio station is KS one oh seven five here in Denver. Top hip hop station in the city. You could take us everywhere you go via that radio.com app. Download that joint and um, make sure you look up KS1075. I'm on weekends, Friday nights, Saturday nights for the street party. I'm on tonight. So definitely, if you guys want to win, check me out. Talk about it. Talk about it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I wish you every success today. So I'll be looking for a poster too on Instagram about it. Absolutely. You're definitely going to see it for sure. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye.